0: Hello and welcome to the family at World Harvest Outreach.
1: You know, Kendall asked if you heard anything like this morning, where, like that, that is like Jesus speaking better, like His blood speaking better, and I just wanted to respond to that. That I, I feel like I hear that not just this morning, but I think of multiple times, but especially yesterday. I, I just. I had time with my girls yesterday, and I hear the heart of God inside of them, and it speaks better to me. Like, they're going to go higher. They're going to go further. They're, they're understanding the heart of God at now, you know what I mean? And it's, it's better. It's calling for better things, and I just, so that's, like, I just wanted to honor that and respond to that. Yeah. So... Okay, put this up. I was trying not to, I was like in preparing for being able to share this morning, I was like, I don't know how to start, so I'm just going to hopefully try to get started here and then trust the Lord with, with um, what, what we share here together today. But before I do that, you know that I love to take this opportunity to tell you what we're doing with the kids, right? Everybody shake your head if you like know that, that's like... Jocelyn starts that way every time almost. But that's because I'm very excited about this. So um, there were two things that I wanted to share with you that recently, just from our time with the kids, just because they're wonderful, and I think you should know these things. Um, The other, I don't know, it might have been like two Sundays ago or something, we've been going through the book of Acts with the kids on Sunday mornings just like the beginnings of the church you know just what that looked like and how that was birthed and um, the other sunday we were in i think it was acts chapter thirteen and it's this part where uh... there's like this magician that you know is following and coming uh, ag- up against really paul and barnabas i believe it was and and so, you know, they endure this for a couple days, and then Paul's like, okay, I'm done. You know, like that kind of thing. And there's like, like, Paul basically speaks this word over this guy, uh, prays over this guy, that, and it sort of seems a little bit harsh, you know, in our New Testament, like, thinking. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we're so used to, like, grace, you know, and the cross, and, and, Paul like basically says, like, the hand of the Lord's coming against you and you're gonna be blind, you know, like it it sounds a little bit like brr, right? And right, we're reading this story, and Kinsey says, wait. (laughs) Like she just you know stops the story. Wait, didn't isn't that what happened to Paul? Didn't God blind Paul? And I'm telling you, it, like, brought the heart of God into our space in the middle of that story. And we realized together, because of Kinsey's, like, just, you know, speaking up, we realized together that when this sounded harsh, this was actually Paul asking for this guy to have an experience with God like he did. That changed his life. It wasn't a curse, you know, like it sounds like when you say the hand of God make you blind, you know. It was actually Paul being like, I want him, I want you to experience what I did. Because when I was blinded, my entire life changed. Isn't that amazing? Like, I just love learning Jesus with the kids because they help me. Remember the heart of God when I'm reading things that are hard to read sometimes and to, like, understand. Um, so, just cool things like that. I just love it. Um, the other thing I just wanted to tell you, because I'm really excited about this, and I hope that you all get to have one. Um, so, we have been working on Wednesday nights with your kids. So, if your kids come on Wednesday nights and they don't know what they do, I'm going to tell you what they do. <laughs> You know, sometimes I find that out. Like, we do all this good stuff, and then the kids don't remember what they did. So, I'll tell you. Um, So, Sundays we're going through Acts, okay? And then Wednesdays, we're um, going through Genesis, just like the adults are. Um, The only difference is we didn't spend a whole week on, like, the sons of God marrying the daughters. (laughs) We didn't do it. So, we were in Noah when you guys were in that. (laughs) But, um... Anyway, I did get to listen to it afterwards, though. So, <laughs> But um, anyway, we've been going through the book of Genesis. And, we t- you know, sometimes you just have an idea and you go with it and you see if it's, like, if you like it or not. You find out down the road. So um, we went with this idea, and now we're, like, loving it. Uh, we just literally read. Like, I just read to them. And they all draw what they hear and we're creating our own picture pictures in Genesis book you know there's kids books with pictures but there's also like comic you know comic style bibles there's things like that and we were like what if we what if we like just drew what we hear like each person just sort of picks up on what they hear. And so we are, we just finished chapter seven and I am just loving this. This is like, they just draw and we put the scripture on each page that, you know, sort of goes with what they, what they drew. Can you see this? I know it's like sort of far away, but it's like really colorful. I know Jason, you probably see it better than any of us, honestly. Um, it's really colorful. It goes through creation. We're into Noah right now. This is Adam and Eve and the tree. Hang on. You should see the tree of life on one of these. If I can find it. There it is. Look at that tree of life. You see it? The leaves are made of hearts. The love of God. Isn't that amazing? Like they just draw what they see while we read. And it has been so much fun and um we're hoping to get up to chapter 11 because isn't that your goal too (laughs) we're not doing the whole thing in those pictures or it'll be like this big but um it's super super fun uh what they did like even i don't know if you can see this it's like a family tree from adam's family line chapter five i think it was they just so anyway i am hoping no planning i should say that uh as we close out at Genesis 11, that each of the families that have kids will get to have one of these and keep. And maybe even we can have some available for those of you that would be interested. But it's just a really cool way to see Genesis through the eyes of a child, what their spirit hears. So, I'm really excited about it. I wanted to tell you about it. If you want to contribute pictures, you're welcome. (laughs) I have a few places I'm sure I could add a few. Um, one other thing that was on my heart before I like, is to just take a moment together to pray um, over our kids and over our schools. Um, I don't know, I, I many of you, some of you know, some of you don't know, but recently I took a new uh, position at the Waynesboro Area School District. And it has been a real blessing. It's been really good. Um, very thankful the Lord made a way for it. But it has also just increased my prayer life for our kids and our schools and, and our administrators and our teachers and our students and all the families that are represented with our students. Um, we have a beautiful county. We have a lot of really amazing kids here. We have a lot of really amazing People that are giving their lives the best they know how to our kids. Believing in them and believing that they have a future. And I just, I just want to like join that. And I just want to pray over that. So if we can pray together, I don't, I don't know, you can stretch hand. There's schools all around us, right? <laughs> I forget, like it used to be there were 13 elementary schools in Chambersburg. I don't know if that's still the right number, but like it's a lot. There are a lot. In Waynesboro, we have 4,600 kids. I don't know what the numbers are for Greencastle and Shippensburg, but there's, there's a lot of kids, and there are families that go with every single one of them. So Jesus, thank you for this community. Thank you for our schools. Thank you for every child. Thank you for every family even if it's broken, whatever that child comes to school with as the, their family, as the ones that take care of them, Father, we pray into every space your light, your grace, your presence, your substance of love, your righteousness, your peace, and your joy. We just pray over these each one's like their dreams father may they be filled with the dreams of god may their dreams be filled with vision and hope jesus we just surround our community with your words with your purposes we say over all these children that you are sealed to the love of the father You are sealed to the purposes of the Lord for all of your days. You have a future. You have a healer. You have a life giver. You have a good father. You have strength. You have the ability to make good choices. Father, we just pray over a community, a spirit of gratitude. A spirit of honor. Jesus, wisdom, wisdom in every street, in every household, in every office, in every classroom, in every hallway. Wisdom, grace, and peace. May the joy of the Lord erupt. (laughs) Surround, it says you like surround us with your faithfulness. Thank you, Jesus, for surrounding every single one. And we just speak your belief in every single one over us all. There's not one that you don't love. There's not one that you don't believe in. There's not one too broken. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Holy Spirit ability. For kids that feel like they can't learn, Holy Spirit ability, teach them in all things. They are able. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Do that every day. Every day, there's so many people that give their whole life in these spheres. And I know it's everywhere else too, but I'm just like speaking specifically over this. Like, just every day. No matter what school your kids go to, pray over them. And for their, their teachers, we have really good people that need our life and our belief. Not our criticism, right? <laughs> As we find on Facebook so much. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'll just tell you what the Lord has been reminding me of, and it really goes along with what um, uh, Mark and Ben have been sharing a good bit over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'll just share from, like, my my experience with the Lord here recently. And... Um, We'll see how many of these scriptures I get to and how many I don't get to. Um, But I have really been reminded um, of, I told you I don't know how to start this. I've really been reminded of walking with the Lord, of faith, and how that happens in our every like monday tuesday wednesday and yet impacts generations far from us it feels like such a big stretch right it feels that way to god it doesn't look that way, right but to us it feels that way like how does my monday have anything to do with what the vision that god has given to me it sometimes feels hard to put those pieces together, right? Because they feel really, um, you know, far apart. And I have felt the Lord just sort of reminding me of that. And so that's what I want to talk about a little bit here. Um, I first, okay, so I've, First, I think I started to put these pieces together when I was reading about Noah, when I was sort of preparing, because, you know, I told you, the kids were like, we, were, we just finished up like six, seven, and eight. And so, a few weeks ago, when I, I was sort of reading that to sort of get prepared um, with the kids, and there were a few things that stood out to me and I am not going to go through the whole story of Noah because that I don't like Jay is going to have like the best teaching on Noah. I already know it. So I'm not reading the whole story of Noah. (laughs) But I, there were a few things that stuck out to me that I will read. um, That sort of started like the Lord started using that to just impress on me how this day is impactful for, for that day. Um, so in Genesis, I'm going to go to Genesis chapter five, that is the chapter of like all the, like the line of Adam, right? The family of Adam, all the, the kids that came from him and from he and Eve. Um, so I'm going to go to Genesis five twenty four. Are y'all with me? Everybody's with me. Oh, look, she's got it before I do. In Genesis 5:24. So I was looking at this line, and you know, you're reading about all the different names, and there we come to names that you probably recognize, right? There are certain names in there that we remember. So one of those names is Enoch. How many of you have ever heard of Enoch, right? Okay, so that's a name we recognize. Why do you recognize it? Anybody know? Right, he never died, right? He just walked, like God just took him, right? And um, then Enoch had had a kid named Methuselah. How many of you have heard of this name, right? Why do you remember that name? He lived the longest life of any human that we know of, right? What is it, 969 years, I think, or something like that? Like long life. So you have Enoch, his son is Methuselah, then Methuselah, He is Noah's grandpa. Methuselah has Lamech or Lamech, however you said it. I always say Lamech. Um, And then Lamech had Noah, okay? So Enoch was Noah's great-grandfather, okay? And when I read this, it's so simple, guys, but it really, like, is what God started to catch my attention with, okay? It says... In verse 24, Enoch walked with God. Pretty simple, right? Enoch walked with God. Then, as I, you know, keep reading, in Genesis chapter 6, it says, in verse 8, it says, but Noah, you know, we're, we're talking now, like we're getting into the story of Noah now. So there's darkness on the earth, like people are, are doing sinful things, and God's heart is really troubled, and he's ready to, you know, end it all. And it says, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God. And I realized that his great-grandfather had that in here, too. That Enoch Walked with God, and now a couple of generations later, we have Noah walked with God, and I I just started I started to see like, okay, so we really don't have like that Enoch did these like crazy, cool like he didn't build a big boat you know like he didn't do anything like that like it's, it's pretty simple what we know about him I think Jude has a little bit more in there that he like was a preacher or something. Uh, A prophet of sorts you know in that time but like in Genesis you see Enoch walked with God and then God took him and then here we have Noah and it is his life is described like that and I don't this this again speaks to me I don't know if it'll speak to you the same way but you know in the Old Testament especially at this time people lived a lot longer right so in most scenarios, you would think, oh, well, he probably hung out with his great-grandfather for like, you know, hundreds of years before he died. But actually, no, Noah didn't, would not have known him because Enoch was taken at like 300 and some years old. So actually, the influence of Enoch was not direct one right, right here. And yet, what he did in the spirit, walking with God, was secured for a generation, uh, right, of kids that didn't get to walk with him in the flesh. Does that make sense? Now, I'm sure Noah would have been hanging out with Methuselah, probably, you know, because he lived a really long time. And I'm sure he told him a lot about his dad, right? But it allowed, it, I don't know, it just started catching my attention. like, Like, just simply walking faithfully with God today could be the testimony of my great-great-great-grandkids that I never meet. Right? What I do today matters. And we know this, right? We know this. We know this. But do I know this? I walk differently when I know this. And it spoke to me of, you know, um, what is it? Let's do the Hebrews verse. I told you I'm probably going to be a little bit all over the place here, but Hebrews. Oh, oh, that's another thing I want to say. Well, let's do this. Hebrews, uh, do chapter 11, verse 1. I know you guys have been here a lot recently um, on Sunday mornings, but... Verse one. We're going to get to that one in a minute. There it is. Now, faith is the assurance. Everyone say assurance. It's the assurance. That word has really been standing out to me. Because I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes when I see whether it's a vision that the Lord has given me personally. How many of you have that? Yeah. Or it's a vision or a, uh, that I read in Scripture. Like, you know, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess, right? There's both. There's vision we see in Scripture of, like, what's coming. And then there's vision that the Lord gives to you. Something you see, Right? And oftentimes, what happens is we see those things, and now it's, what do I need to do to make that happen? And it becomes striving instead of assured that it will happen. So then I, instead of coming from a, when I, when I live Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, I can live it saying, what do I need to do? Because I believe that so much, I got to make it happen. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying I think it just falls short a little bit. Because I think what it is, is I live Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday assured. Knowing in here that is the future. That is what he has said. That is a sure thing. Do you hear the difference? And this is why I think that matters because then I kept reading in Hebrews and if you go on in Hebrews, in the verse that you had put up before, verse, uh, verse, chapter 11, verse seven, it says, by faith Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of the world. Is that on there? No. For the salvation of what? What was in front of him? Monday, Tuesday, And Wednesday, his family, his household. It caught my attention. Because when I think of Noah, I think Noah knew he was saving the planet. But this does not look that way to me. I'm not saying that he might not have had, like, you know, talks with God. Like, oh, like, he knows, you know, people have babies, right? He knows that. But his, it says, by faith, he, pre- he prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, his every day right now. I, th- I, I don't know if you're starting to hear what I'm, like, hearing, but what I'm hearing is Noah was a man of faith. And he had the assurance that there was a future. He didn't have to strive to have a future. He had an assurance that God had a future for his family. Possibly the whole world, right? But by faith, he fed his family today. He took care of his kids today. He built an ark because God said that would save his kids today. And I started realizing if Noah got operated from a place of striving versus assured, it might have looked really different. The, the thing that Noah did is he invested in his kids, in the ones who were right in front of him right then, in the assurance of the hope that was on the other side. I think it changes how we invest in our kids. Does that make sense? Like if I'm scared to death, if I don't get this right today, Monday, because I gotta make that, that I gotta make that thing happen, versus I know that happened. I know, I have an assurance. This faith is an assurance. The, what set the people apart, what made the people holy? It was a Sabbath day, it was a rest, a rest. I have an assurance that's a place of rest, right? I have an assurance that what he has said is, it is so. So I can walk and I can invest and understand that right here today, the one that's in front of me, this impacts that from a place of assurance. Can you all say the word assurance? Jesus, we want our faith to be assurance. What you have said will be. Not one of your words comes back void or empty. So for me personally, I'm just opening up here a little bit. You, many of you know, the Lord has given me vision like for the world with kids, right? I, I mean, I've seen it so clear in my spirit that the whole world is changed by the, the childlike spirit. That, 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 is an assurance in my, in my heart, in my soul, it will happen. Now I can see that like my hour, I want, I just really want to encourage people like that your today matters. Even if it doesn't look like that big thing you see down the road, your today, is it matters. Your today, your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday, you're saving your house, you're feeding your family, you're walking your kids to school, you're talking to the, the one at work that needs encourage, you're being the listening ear for the neighbor. Like, these things matter, and they impact they are a part of what feels really far away. Is this encouraging to anybody? It was encouraging to me, almost a reminder to me. Like, live like the dream is yours. Live like the vision is, it's already sure. and invest right here. Noah invested in his kids right there. I mean a lot, right, building an ark. You should see how strong the kids made Noah on here. He's got like really big muscles in our book because they were like, you know, he's gotta be a really strong guy to build that big boat. But like he invested in today. God said, this is gonna save my family, I'm doing it right? Assured that there was something beyond this flood that was apparently coming, right? Right? Like, there was an assurance that there was more. There was a, an assurance there. But you know that, like, God didn't speak the covenant, at least recorded in scripture. He did not speak the covenant that, that is for, like, you know, my covenant with the rainbow until after the flood, Like Noah, when he was building, he is building because God said this will save my family with the assurance that there's more. Who knows what he actually saw in his spirit that more could have looked like, right? I have written down here that walking with God Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. I want to walk with God, investing in my today, right? In my children, in the, my coworkers, in my wherever I'm at, walking with God in my today. I have walking with God. Walking is moving forward not shrinking back. I I heard that message that Mark did and it was like the verse what chapter 10 the last verse of chapter 10 before chapter 11 and it says we are not those that shrink back. Do you remember that? Walking, it's moving forward. It's not shrinking back, but pressing into, onto and unto. With is in close Proximity of heart and life. Like I'm walking with, right? Walking, moving forward, not shrinking back, pressing into, with, I am with Him. My heart, my spirit, my life is with Him. Close, close. I said proximity because like near, right? Walking with God. Looking at him only. Not checking to see what someone else thinks, right? Not checking to see if, if I could come up with my own better way. Not, no, God eyes fixed. Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. And when we read that Hebrews chapter 11, that faith chapter, it talks about um, this, these guys, that their faith was pleasing to God. And the faith was already defined as the assurance, right? I don't know, maybe I'm the only one, but there are times where it's like, I think faith is like, like I have faith because I can see it. But faith comes with an assurance. Not with a striving. I don't know if I'm getting that right word out there, but like not with not with like a fear of this could not. Have. No, it comes with an assurance. This is what he has said. I walk from a place of assurance in faith. And I walk one step at a time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the person in front of me, my own children, knowing, knowing that it is connected to the vision, to what he has said, to what he has shown you will happen. Sometimes, I'm just going to be honest, sometimes I think that we get so wrapped up in our everyday today that we feel like it's not big enough for what we see in the future. I'm just being honest. I, I don't know if you feel that, but I think that happens really quickly. We get caught in that everyday stuff, and we forget that it is connected to that vision, to that what the Lord has shown and has spoken and said. And I think that we have to remember that this change in a diaper, (laughs) that this helping my child do her homework, that, that this doing, you know, whatever it is that's before you that you're doing. I know this sounds silly, but, like, I'm so convicted by this. Like, at work now, just because of what I do, I end up seeing a lot of names that go by my desk, from teachers to kids to all kinds of stuff. And it's like, if I really believe that my today impacts that, My today in my office in Waynesboro, Pennsylvania impacts what I see for the world, what God sees and knows and has spoken to be true for the world. If I really believe that at 1035 on Monday morning, what I do matters there, do you see like how that, like it changes how I walk. Not because I'm trying to make something happen, but because I'm assured that it will happen and I'm connected to it. So now when that name comes by my desk, I got a name to pray for. I might not ever meet their face, it doesn't matter. I can believe that my, my that moment is connected. To the, every knee bowing. Mary, I don't know, if like in Mary and Luke, when the angel tells her she's going to have this uh, baby to name him Jesus. uh, And I think it's after she goes and she sees Elizabeth and she starts like to sing her song. And she says that the generations will call me blessed. And I just thought, like, like in that moment, she was thinking of how that moment was connected to the generations. Right? Like, Yesterday, I I know I mentioned this earlier, but, like, we just had the best time yesterday. Uh, Me and my girls, and then when we came home, we were talking as a family, and it's like I was sitting there, and, you know, the older they get, the more they have, like, questions that you really can, like, just sit and talk with them. And it's like at one point, I just, it was just like, this, this is my greatest impact. This is connected. This is directly connected to what the Lord has shown me. It might seem small because, you know, we're just hanging out having Dairy Queen ice cream in the kitchen. You know, <laughs> like it might seem really small, but this moment matters. And assurance right here, that knowledge That it will happen allows me the freedom to fully experience and give unreservedly without fear, without striving, without anything. It allows me to give fully because there's an assurance inside. Um, I wanted to read... Okay, I wanted to read, and this is just a little bit of reading, but just, I started, so after I like, you know, I'm just allowing the Lord to remind my spirit, like, that will happen, Jocelyn, that's assured. Give today in faith. Walk today in faith that this moment is connected to that moment, you know? And um, so then I started just looking for, like, how many times, okay, I don't know if you ever do these things, but I just was like, okay, so I'm supposed to be like realizing that this moment is connected to generations down the road, right? It's connected to like all of that. So then I just started looking up generations. And what I realized, especially in the Old Testament, I'm not saying it's not in the New Testament, but especially in the Old Testament, it's like they lived with the generations in mind. I mean, it's just like verse after verse. It's like all of Exodus, all of Leviticus, all of Numbers, and all of Deuteronomy, okay? Like, it's all, like, you're gonna do this for the generations. You're gonna save a piece of manna, and you're gonna put it in this. For the generations you're gonna you're gonna offer this sacrifice at the at the entrance to the tent or whatever for the generations it's it's like constantly the thought process that they had was that my moment today like is connected to a thousand generations from now and every word of god that stands sure And so I just started looking at some of those. I wanted to read a couple of them. I certainly cannot read them all. Um, But I just wanted us to realize, like, that this, this was the mindset. And I started, maybe for me, reading it differently, and I think it's because of what I'm sharing with you right now. Like, I think prior to this, I read a lot of these scriptures as, like, you know, we have to put this in the tabernacle, or we have to do this, or we have to, you know, this uh, celebration, this, um, what did they call them, their feast, their, you know, this feast, you do it for the generations, you know, like, and I think before, I almost saw it as, like, we have to do this, or they won't. Do you hear, like, a little bit of the fear in that? Do you hear that? Like, like, we have to do this, or they won't. When now I'm seeing like what it, I think they might have been doing this with an assurance. Like they will, do you hear the difference? It like is really convicting me, the difference in that. Like, like it's not that we have to do this or they won't, it's that they are already, like this is the, they are his, like, like this, we do this, right? For the for the generations. It's connected to all it connects us. That, that spirit of faith makes a difference in the way the you know how we say the spirit of a thing? You know how I do so I could do the exact same thing, but I could do it with with two different things at work in me. So one could be from fear and striving, or what or one could be from assurance, the assurance of things hoped for, the assurance of what we've seen in him. So, um, Genesis chapter 9, this is like when God is talking to Noah. It's the first time the word covenant is actually used in the Bible, I believe. Am I? Like, you can tell me if I mess that up. I'm not saying there wasn't covenant before that, but it's the first time the word is used, right? (laughs) Because... Okay, so um, Genesis chapter 9, verse 8, and I'm going to read a couple of verses. Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, Now behold, I myself do establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds the cattle and every beast of the earth with you of all that comes out of the ark even every beast of the earth i establish my covenant with you and all flesh shall never again be cut off by the water of the flood neither shall there be again neither shall there be again uh, there again be a flood to destroy the earth Um, God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I'm making between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all successive generations. Say, for all generations. Genesis 17. This is um, getting into Abraham. Oh, look, she's already... Um, it says now when Abram was 99 years old the Lord appeared to Abram and said I am God almighty walk before me and be blameless I will establish my covenant between me and you and I will multiply you exceedingly there's one of our words right for the year manifest measure multiply um, Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings will come forth from you. Do you hear this vision? Do you hear the promise? This is big. Like, I just, like, I can just imagine being Abraham. Like, this is a really big over here. Tell me about my today. I don't even have a kid. Tell me about how my faith, how my taking care of my wife, Sarah, is connected to that but is it connected to that it really is his today when the Lord spoke that his today mattered I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations of you and kings will come forth from you I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you it goes on to talk about circumcision there which I just think is like that's the covenant (laughs) to stay Looking at him. All the other, all the other extra stuff. Remember, in the New Testament, circumcise your heart. Like all the other stuff, doesn't matter. Walk with God, eyes only for Him. That's a circumcised heart, right? That was the covenant. That was for generations, right? Um. I have. I'm just gonna. Let me pull this up here really quick. This is a day you are to commemorate for the generations. Everyone say, for the generations. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. This is Exodus. I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to all these verses. I'm just like, for the generations. That's what we're going. Every time you hear me say that, repeat it, okay? Okay. So this is Exodus chapter 12, another one. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread because it was on this very day I brought your divisions out of Egypt. Celebrate this day as a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. Because the Lord kept vigil that night to bring them out of Egypt. On this night, all the Israelites are going to keep vigil to honor the Lord for the generations to come. For the generations, uh, Moses said, "This is what the Lord has commanded: Take an omer of manna and keep it for the generations." Uh, Moses. Uh, now let's skip that one. Uh, in it was actually the same one repeated, so it was manna again. That's why I skipped it. Just so you know, um, in. In the tent of meeting outside the curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant law, Aaron and his sons are to keep the lamps burning before the Lord from evening till morning. This is to be a lasting ordinance among the Israelites for the generations to come. Guys, it is like literally over and over and over again. Leviticus, Numbers, Exodus, Deuteronomy, like again and again, everything was, it's like their mindset. I'm just like by reading this, this is how I'm assuming this. I didn't go back and like, you know, Google the Jewish mind or the Hebrew mindset at that time. But it seems that everything they did in there today, Right? This was their normal part of life. Some of it is like washing their hands. Like, literally. It's like everyday stuff. This is how they lived. But every single thing they knew, it was in their paradigm, is connected for the generations. I think that is what it means to walk with God. To walk a life of faith. Assured that what he has said and what he has shown you, is, it is a sure thing. Now I get to walk with God in this moment and know that it is not less than, it's not menial, it might feel mundane, but it's not because it is connected to what he has said, what he has shown, the vision he has given. It matters. We know this, right, like we do know that, like, you know, we say, I don't know, it's, I don't want to say cliche, but it sort of sometimes feels like that, like, that my life matters, you know, or like, I, but like, really, really, my choice to forgive someone today is connected to that. My choice to love and have a listening ear today matters. My dinner around my table with my kids today matters. It is connected to that. Noah, by faith, in Hebrews, by faith, Noah built an ark to save his household. and it populated the whole earth, (laughs) right? But by faith on Noah's today, he swung another hammer to build a big boat to save his family, right? But completely, completely, so fully connected to that hope and that assurance of life and a future, of the purposes of God, right? So, um, it's 12 o'clock, we should, we should wrap this up, huh? Let's stand. Does anybody want to come up here and pray, like, in this assurance? With me, like a couple people, come up and pray. Yeah. Okay. We'll stand here so that we're close to Jason. Yeah. This moment today at 12.05 or 12.06, whatever time it is, it matters. Right? It's connected. The fact that we're here together is connected to every single thing the Lord has shown you. And to every word that he's spoken, to every vision he places, like everything that we think of, (laughs) every knee, the whole world will be filled with the glory of God, right? Like all these things, this moment is connected to that. So let's pray with that in mind.
0: Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this, for this church, Lord. God, just please, I continue to use me to help other people, inspire other people, uh, in my building, and Lord, you put in my mind that in my spirit to help other people, especially the elderly, and I just want to thank you for that and thank you god for for giving me the faith to see this to see jesus in me you and me lord amen Uh, father i pray specifically over anything in our lives that we classify as mundane I was just talking with Wayne this morning and I was we were talking about how fast kids grow up and I remembered as a as a young mom when my kids were really young I felt like I lived the exact same day about 5,000 days in a row and now I look back and I just think me so father renew our minds I was I looked up mundane and it means lacking interest or excitement dull or boring, ordinary or unusual. God, that really to me only sounds like a moment without you in it. (laughs) The moment Jesus is present, things get really wild. (laughs) Father, help us to have eyes to see you in our moments and that when we're starting to drift off into the mundane, that you would arrest our perspective our courage our vision and that we would all over again re-engage that we would never be on cruise control <laughs> the moments we've lived before tuning out one of the things we do all the time is when something gets we you know we reach for our phone our, our minds are sort of shortcut even anymore to focus properly so god arrest our attention Help us to pay attention. There's so much to be seen. Thank you for these mundane moments and help us to cash them in, to constantly be upgrading into the new things you're doing and never ever to take them for granted or to treat them cheaply. Thank you, Jesus for this awesome message from Jocelyn and her heart to serve the children, Lord. And Lord, we just ask you to allow us every day to walk like Jesus did and to pour into our spirits every person we meet the love of Jesus so that we may walk in that purpose that Jocelyn was speaking of for many, many, many generations to come. Thank you for your insurance of this. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: And something that uh, Diane said about the word mundane, it reminded me of something else I read. I was reminded of that, um, is it Isaiah 43, where it's like, you know, he'll do a new thing, like that God will do a new thing. It'll spring up, and, and it'll be like waters in the, I don't know, desert or, will, yeah, way, yeah that, that verse. And I felt like the Lord was reminding me that, like, this, (laughs) his covenant is nothing new, right? Like, this has been forever. But the newness is in me. The new thing is my heart is made new. The new thing is my faith can see again. The new thing is my love is made new. You know, my faith. And so I just, like, speak that. Just thank you for bringing that up, Diane. I just speak that into every one of our moments like that that our faith which is pleases you we're living in the smile of god like our faith is so pleasing to you that our faith would be new that our eyes would be new that our hearts would be new that this moment my love is new this moment my desire to invest in that child again whether it's mine or it's my neighbors or or a student at school or whatever it is, my, my heart is made new in this moment. My faith for that child, for that neighbor, for that co-worker is made new in this moment because this moment is connected to the whole earth, seeing the Lord, knowing the Lord. Amen. I thank you guys for like hanging in there with me. I hope it was encouraging for you because it's been encouraging to me. Just stay focused, right? All right, love you guys. Have a great week. Hug each other on your way out.
0: World Harvest Outreach is located in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, but we have family around the world. To connect with us, visit us at whocenterpa.com.